This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not meant as a substitute for or replacement of working with a mental or medical health professional. Welcome to Taboo Talk Time with Dr. Eva, where we inspire a movement towards breaking through societal norms, increasing awareness, and unhinging the taboo. Taboo Talk Time hosts guest experts from around the world in the mental and medical health fields who are passionate about making a difference in our society. Visit tabutalktime.com to learn more about Dr. Eva's therapeutic services, online couples courses, live couples retreats, and of course, our free podcast. Here is your host, Dr. Eva Brown, licensed marriage and family therapist and intimacy specialist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Taboo Talk Time podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eva Brown, and I have Angie Hungerford on the line with me. Hello, Angie. How's it going today? Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm so blessed to have you on today. She is the business owner of Foundation First. Uh, She has many accolades. She's founded and managed her own volunteer uh, nonprofit She's built one and a half schools in Uganda, Africa, currently supporting 437 children, and she's recently volunteered at a refuge camp in Bangladesh for two weeks and opened a clinic. Wow, you are just absolutely amazing, so impressive, and I'm so blessed to have you on today so that we can talk about your efforts and really move the world forward in a positive way, you know? Thank you. I appreciate you letting, uh, I appreciate you allowing me to be here. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to talk about the three simple steps towards human connection, right? So if there's anybody on this, on my podcast that knows what that's like, it's definitely her, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, charity work, a lot of things that she's doing to really, you know, make other third world countries really move forward. And um, I'm, like I said, I'm su- super happy to have her on. And the, the topic is, again, three simple steps towards the human connection. So let's go ahead and get started with that, Angie, and start talking about what that means and what that looks like to you. Sure. So 99.9% of what our organization does is just show up. Yeah. We show up asking a basic human question of, how can I help support you right now? Okay. And that question is essential for the human connection because it allows the person the opportunity to assess their own needs mm-hmm. and ask for what they need. And it also invites us to meet them where they're at and see how we can fulfill what their needs are. Yeah. So there comes a certain amount of trust and vulnerability Mm -hmm. on both ends, but it's proved to be successful so far. Yeah. So just the basic human question, how can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I, how can I assist you? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I find that question to be so relevant in the couple's work that I do. You know, it's very seldom that we turn towards our partner when they're under distress or they're stressed out or they have anxiety and turn to them and say, you know, Hey, how can I serve you? How can I help you with this? Right. Normally what happens in the human condition anyway, um, from a less conscious place, usually we take those types of things personally, right? When someone's going in through a really tough situation, especially if they're close to heart, 
meaning that it's like some type of reflection of myself in some way, right? As opposed to one of the situations where you're just kind of turning towards and helping people out in those those moments. You know, I was just bringing up a micro example of how that happens. I mean, what you're talking about is really like a micro, I mean, excuse me, a macro perspective of helping, you know, these people that are really going through a tough time, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I have my own assumptions of what I think they need, but I'm ultimately not in their shoes. Mm. And the only way for me to kind of formulate that is by asking that simple question. Yeah. So you ask that question and so what's their, usually their response? I mean, what's it like to be in your shoes? Oh goodness. Um, well, usually it's a, it's many requests, Mm -hmm. but for me, I try and break it down in the simplest, in the simplest way of understanding, Mm -hmm. you know, I, for, for me in the work that I do, I think of the basic survival necessities, food, shelter, water, medicine, yeah. Um, and then we prioritize their needs and say, okay, what is something I can realistically do? What is a temporary solution? Where can I meet this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you really get into the, into the depth of that from that perspective and you really get curious and ask questions because you don't want to be assume what you what they need, but basically they do need the, the the basic necessities of life, you know, water, food, shelter type thing. Yeah, and then from there we we make a list of priorities and we start looking at ways that we can cultivate that. You know, we'll look at surrounding areas, we'll look at local resources, we'll look at different people within the communities that can that we can go to mm-hmm. and we we really believe that i i should say i believe that you are my brother i am your sister and our successes are shared and yeah. so there's yeah. no separation there's no separation between their whatever they're experiencing and your experience in, in life it's a, a complete connection that we are one in this moment absolutely yes yes so we're talking about the three simple steps towards human connection right so how can people move towards this piece of human connection right especially with technology and Facebook and Instagram and things like that, where we're not really getting that one-to-one in-person human connection anymore. We're really getting it virtually, like for example, on this podcast right now, right? Um, And there's lots of other things that really don't play into a vulnerable human connection, right? So what would you say the most important step would be towards human connection in our everyday lives? Well, individually, I feel we have to cultivate trust, trust within ourselves, trust to our community. That is the inner work that needs to be done individually. Mm -hmm. Um, There comes a sense, in my eyes at least, of shared responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we can't wait for somebody else to ask the questions we can't wait for somebody else to provide the answers so at some point we have to take our own power in and trust ourselves Mm 
Um, I also feel dialogue is important. Um, and listening to what your body is saying is really important as, as far as I'm concerned. Your body will tell you whether or not this is a good connection. It's just kind of slowing down and connecting to yourself. Yeah, your inner intuition. I think that's what you're speaking to a little bit, yes. right? Your intuition, yes. your guiding force. Does this energy feel good to me? Does this energy not feel good to me? Does it feel toxic? Just kind of moving into that space. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. And so when you're going back to that concept of trust, right? So are you talking more about trusting yourself and your own intuition about what is needed in the world and how you can serve? And then what is going to be also the best thing for you in terms of your own fulfillment as well along the process? Um, I think a little bit of both. Yeah. Ultimately, you do have to learn how to trust yourself. You do have to learn how to trust the world around you. So ultimately, it does come from you as an individual. Nothing exists outside of you, right? I mean, the world exists outside of you, but trust is internal. Mm-hmm. Right. So how would you say, because you've, you've done so many things to help other people and be of service. So how have you gotten to the place for yourself as a human being to learn to trust more? Well, it's taken, <laughs> it's taken a lot of work. I think for me, it's knowing my capabilities, knowing what I am capable of creating it's also that inner dialogue, right? So I've known for a very long time in my life that I've wanted to do humanitarian work. Mm -hmm. And my own inner dialogue in regards to that, you know, people will often say, oh, I wish I could do something, and then they shut it down. Right. And for me, part of cultivating my own inner trust was I'm going to start doing this and it manifested into something bigger than I had ever imagined. Yeah, that's amazing. So through all that manifestation process, you know, when you were talking about the three simple steps towards the human connection, do you find that there were other steps that you needed to take in addition to learning how to trust your own inner, inner intuition and be connected to others from a place of we are one? So for me, I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of self-reflection. Mm -hmm. I retreat. I feel like that's healthy for, for myself. Mm -hmm. I also feel it's important to put myself in someone else's shoes. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to travel all over the world. And so my perspective is a little bit different. But it's important to always put yourself in their perspective. Mm -hmm. How would I respond if this were me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So empathy is really important when you're talking about the three steps towards the human connection is first to trust your intuition and then have empathy for what other people might be experiencing. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's, that's 
really one of the, the ways that we can connect is for me, the human connection is shared experiences, shared emotions. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're all different races or religions, but we're all human. Yes. Right. We, we all share the same emotions at some point in our lives, obviously to varying degrees. Right. But that is something shared among all of us. Yeah. I always say that the feelings and emotions are the universal language of the soul, right? That we all experience that we can have different thoughts. We can have different ideas about things and we can disagree about those things as well. But one thing that we can't do is invalidate someone else's feeling experience of the world or invalidate our own feeling experience of the world because it is our own. You know, for example, someone can't say, oh, you're not feeling desperate or you're not feeling sad. You're not feeling, you know, lonely. And I think it's a complete violation, actually, if I'm just going to kind of top that off um, to really invalidate someone's emotional experience. But I guess more importantly, the connection that you're making here is that feelings are this universal universal connection that we can all really rely on from a human connection perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. So moving from a place of inner trust, right? So you have to do a lot of personal work, a lot of, a lot of um, work on your own projections, your own family of origin stuff, like whatever shit you have, like from your past, right? You have to kind of work through that to, to learn how to trust your own intuition. Right. And then we're moving into this space of empathy so what, what would be next for you, Angie? What, what's the next place that you need that normally people need to go to get to that human connected place? Vulnerability. Yeah. It's, it's not always easy and it's not always pretty, but it is totally necessary. Yeah, it has to be. Mm-hmm. So when you're, are you saying that you're being vulnerable or the people are being vulnerable with you or that we're, we're they're both you're both exchanging from a vulnerability perspective oh it's an exchange yeah absolutely it's an exchange yeah I find that vulnerability always has to be uh, an exchange right because if someone's closed up if someone's defending themselves you're probably not going to share that much right that and more than likely you're able you're going to create a codependent dynamic Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speak more on that. Sure. So it, it, it has, it, everything is energy dynamics. It all has to be fluid and moving and it's an exchange. Mm-hmm. And if one of the links in that chain is open or broken, the other person, it, it, it almost tips the scale. The other person is putting in, more work, more effort, then that kind of creates resentment. Right, contempt. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Communication starts to break down, and that will start to break down trust. Yeah, and deteriorate the relationship. Yes, I agree. You know, as a couples therapist, I'm always talking about vulnerability. That's one of my, you know, my things that I talk about all the time, really from from a national perspective. You know, I mean, if we take a look at our government, When's the last time our government actually had a conversation about what they feel? It's mostly about ideas, right? And then it trickles down into parenting. When's the last time parents had a conversation about what they feel? Or when's the last time kids had a conversation about what they feel in a way that it was honored and validated? 
most of the time when, when people raise their children, it's about what's right and what's wrong, right? And then we get married and we move into this space from a macro perspective of, okay, now we have to maintain intimacy and emotion, yet we're still playing in the field of what's right and what's wrong and this constant invalidation, right? So from the top down, vulnerability is actually not honored in our society. It's very interesting to me how I'm, I'm very involved in community work mm-hmm. and it's very interesting to me how, when I do show up and I ask someone, how can I help support you right now? It, I think what's most surprising to me is the distrust in that. Yeah. Right. It's an course. instant distrust. You know, people think that I have something I'm trying to gain and they're missing the authenticity uh, and they're, they're missing that moment to connect with another human being. Right. Which, I mean, you can't blame them. I mean, I'm sure in whatever society that they've grown up in, whether it's America or another country, you know, there's lots of people that are taking advantage of people. There's lots of people that are, you know, not holding up their end of the bargain individually and working on their own stuff type of thing, you know, where they end up projecting it onto other people and kind of tarnishing it. Right. So, I mean, it's understandable, but I guess in a way it's also kind of unsettling and, and surprising, I guess, to some extent, especially when you're really there to help, you know, all in type thing. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with making sure that our basic needs are met and trusting ourselves so that when somebody does come forward and somebody is ready to assist, you you have to trust yourself and that person in that process. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up that trust is a two-way process, right? Um, a lot of people think of trust as a one-way process, but it's a two-way process. It's trusting yourself that you're going to be able to manage your own feelings and your own actions in relationship to this person, no matter how they show up. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's awesome. So we have the three simple steps of moving towards human connection, right? So it's trusting your intuition. It's moving into a space of empathy and vulnerability. And then I guess the last piece is now, you you know, we have this shared experience as a human being. And, you know, hopefully that will inform them moving forward when somebody else asks that question, how can I serve you type thing? Right, right. And that shared experience, this is all, again, a two-way street, you know, because once you start to tip the scales a little bit, that changes the entire dynamic of the connection. Yes, it totally does. It creates a relationship, a true relationship. It's wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much, Angie, for coming on and sharing. I know that you guys, um, you know, there's a monthly contributor that people can contribute to, you know, Uganda. You know, I know that that's, that's something that you offer to, you know, help out everyone over in that area. So is there like a link or something that my listeners can go and check out if they want to support or send a donation? Absolutely. So our website is so they can thrive.org. We have all of our current projects listed. We are doing some things here in Portland. Uh, right now we've got our two schools in Uganda and we're looking at a couple of other international projects that we're looking to get started. But if you go to our website, so they can thrive.org, 
Yeah. That should give you all of the information about who we are and what we do. Fantastic. Yay. That's awesome. So, so they, so they can thrive.org. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes for all of you guys that are listening right now. And once again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your listenership. You know, people like Angie in the world need to be heard and they need to be supported. So I wanted to have her come on. She is a wonderful woman and she's doing a lot of great things in the world. So thank you, Angie. You're all, you're, you're fantastic. Thank you. I love you and I appreciate you. Yes, you're welcome, my dear. So everyone have a wonderful day. Please make sure to check out SoTheyCanThrive.org and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the Taboo Talk Time Movement. Go ahead and like and subscribe to our fun, free, and informative podcast. And of course, don't forget to share us with your friends. Visit TabooTalkTime.com to learn more about Dr. Eva's therapeutic services, private intensives, as well as her online couples courses and live couples retreats. As always, we appreciate your listenership and can't wait to share all of our new up-and-coming Taboo Talk Time podcast with you. See you next time.